0: Spice Radio, 1200 AM. This is the Morning Buzz with me, Natasha Mankaran and Maresia. The Vancouver skies are really looking exciting these days. And to take us through this, Dr. Joanna Wu is with us. She's the director of the SFU Trotier Observatory. And this is right in the heart of the Burnaby campus. And we're neighbors, you know, then. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Dr. Joanna. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Same I'm very, very excited. Um, I wouldn't qualify to call myself as an amateur sky gazer, but I do love the skies. And I've been seeing that there's a lot of activity in our Vancouver skies these days.
1: Yes, that's right. I'm very excited about uh, a lunar eclipse that's coming up in November. Uh, um, There is a current meteor shower going on. It's not... um, will peak next month. Uh, also, of course, probably, everyone has probably heard the news that Jupiter is at its brightest and closest uh, for, for the next 59 years or so. So there are a few things going on in the skies, right?
0: I know the biggest planet in our solar system. Jupiter is showing off a once in a lifetime display being brightest, biggest. And why is this such a big moment for star grazers as well as astronomers?
1: Well, Jupiter is at a position that's called opposition, which means that it's the closest in its orbit to us. Uh, it just like uh, the Earth goes around the sun, so does Jupiter. Jupiter goes a little bit slower around the sun, and and once in a while, Earth and Jupiter line up so that we're, we're very close to Jupiter, and it's the brightest that you'll ever see it. It's a naked eye object, so you can see it even in the middle of a big city like Vancouver. It's very bright, and if you use binoculars, you can see four of the, uh, the brightest moons of Jupiter and if you have a little telescope you can you might be able to see some of the banding on Jupiter just because it's so close and so bright it's, it's a good chance to be able to see some of these details.
0: How amazing is that and I believe this will only happen again after another hundred odd years? I think I remember
1: hearing that it was uh, I mean it, it, Jupiter coming close to Earth uh, is pretty common but this is probably the closest that we'll see it in the next 59 years. But every, every year and a few months or so, we do get uh, Jupiter pretty close to Earth. Now, if I missed the
0: viewing last night, which I believe was like the peak and the closest and the biggest uh, that you could see Jupiter in, in its uh, majesty, how long and when can I catch Jupiter
1: before it gets farther away from us? Oh, for the next couple of weeks or so, you won't see much of a difference. Yesterday was the peak, like it was the closest to Earth, but uh, you're not going to be able to tell the difference. The next couple of weeks, you look at it, you, it will still seem very, very bright. Um, you'll still be able to see the moons of Jupiter, you'll still be able to see the banding. Um, in fact, uh, those kinds of details are usually visible all year around as long as you can see Jupiter, but um, the next few months, Jupiter will be in our evening skies until it slips behind the sun. But, uh, but yeah, you'll have plenty of opportunity to be able to see Jupiter tonight or the next few nights if you're, uh, if you're interested in looking. It's very bright, it's hard to miss. It's basically the brightest thing in the southern skies in the evening.
0: So anyone having a FOMO moment, you can just, uh, you know, heave a sigh of relief there. Now, I believe that the right. Perseid meteor was all active uh, till a couple of days ago. And then last night when I was walking by, I live on a hill, I did see something which looked like a fireball. So my husband and I had this debate. Is it a fireball, meteor, or he said, you know, it just might be a plane. But I did see a tail. So you want to tell me who's right?
1: Oh. Oh, great question. I mean, I didn't see it myself, so I wouldn't be able to say exactly what it might have been. But uh, meteors do generally um, have tails. They generally go very fast, um, and they, they brighten and then disappear um, very, very quickly. Uh, satellites are also very common in our skies now, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, but you can see satellites. Uh, they also move quite quickly. They tend not to change in brightness quickly at all it's quite slow if they do change in brightness and um, and, and satellites often do get mistaken for planes planes tend to uh, have flashing light whereas satellites if they vary in brightness they tend to be slow, as I, as I was saying before so it uh, so there are a few things to, to keep in mind when you're when you see something like that in order to be able to tell whether or not it was a meteor or a satellite or a
0: plane so I could have been making a wish while looking at a plane <laughs> thinking it's a falling star. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. But yeah, that that's so important to know the difference between a falling star, a meteor, a, 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 probably even the space station. I mean, I, I remember someone saying, is this a UFO? But it actually could be the space station doing the rounds, which it has been, actually.
1: That's right, yeah. The, the International Space Station is very bright. In fact, there's a website where you can look up predictions for when the ISS will. Will appear over your sky. So in Vancouver, you can you can type in Vancouver, and it'll predict when the next time the ISS will go over, and it's very bright and it moves it moves across the sky in like maybe a couple of minutes, two minutes or so. It'll it'll go across the whole sky, and it's really quite spectacular to see because it it's a big and bright object in our sky.
0: And it's like a string of lights. Is that correct? I'm sorry. Is that, that like a string of lights? Or is the that ISS something is else? Yes, is
1: a single is a single satellite. So oh. um, what you're thinking of is the uh, Elon the, Musk. Uh,
0: yes, I'm sorry. Is it the Elon Musk satellite? Sorry, I'm going ahead of myself right. here.
1: Yes, Starlink. <laughs> okay, yeah, the chain Starlink. of satellites that um, that have been launched into space. Uh, thousands <laughs> are planned and. Uh, and yes, uh, they they usually form chains or little formations. Um, if they're if they're just if they've just recently been launched, there'll be a line like a chain of dots in the sky, just moving quickly across the sky. Um, if they haven't just if they've been launched quite a long time ago, they might have a, a different kind of formation instead of a line. Um, it's easiest to see those at around dawn or dusk because they reflect the light from the sun. Like that's when the angle of the sun is just right to reflect the light back to earth like it's the easiest around that time so a lot of people do see formations around on our dust that's amazing now what
0: should vancouverites look for this fall
1: okay great question so i'm excited about a lunar eclipse that's coming up in uh, november so it'll be the night of november 7th or um 7th 8th it'll be in the middle of the night so you have to really be a night owl to watch this one so it starts at like 1 a.m and then finishes at like 5 a.m. And so the peak of the eclipse, it's, it's, a, it's a total lunar eclipse. So that's when the moon goes in the shadow of the Earth. And because the atmosphere of the Earth bends red light towards the moon, and it bends blue light away from the Earth, it actually the, a total solar eclipse makes the moon look, look a very deep color of red, which is quite striking. And so, if anyone is up at that time, or or is willing to to stay up all, all night, <laughs> it's actually worth seeing. It's really a beautiful sight. I like lunar eclipses, um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get a, a you know a, a great view in Vancouver as long as the weather is good. Uh, we'll be able to see the whole thing in the middle of the night.
0: Wonderful. Like a,
1: yeah, it's like a Monday night to Tuesday morning. And that's around the seventh of November, you said. That's right. The night of the seventh to eighth. So it's it technically you know, 1 a.m. on the 8th, but
0: it's the night of
1: 7th, so. Great. don't. Now I always get that mixed up, so <laughs> I have to
0: clarify. <laughs> okay, we will make note of that in our calendar. Now, you have taken the baton from a very iconic name in physics and astronomy, Professor Howard Trottier, who had some wonderful compliments, I must say, to say about you when I did mail him directly. So at the Trottier Observatory, there are a lot of offerings for the public. You want to just shed light on them?
1: Yes, every Friday night, if it's good weather, we do open the observatory. Now, uh, this coming Friday is a stat holiday, so uh, in recognition of the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, we are not having an event, but normally, if it's not a holiday and if it's good weather, we do open uh, um, the observatory Friday night for public viewing. So everyone is welcome to come to the mountain, take a look through our telescopes, and it's not just our telescope that is available. But the uh, Royal Astronomical Society of Canada, the Vancouver chapter, um, a lot of the volunteers from, from their organization come and bring their own telescopes, and their, their telescopes are actually really good, and I really enjoyed looking through their telescopes as well so, so that um, you don't have to just stand in line for so long looking at the main big telescope. Um, you can also look at, at um, some of the smaller telescopes that they bring out, and, and the, the people there are very knowledgeable well as our observatory staff very knowledgeable people if you have if you have um, questions about astronomy um, it's often one of the staff is is uh, out with a laser pointer looking at and um, pointing out constellations and uh, it's really quite a fun event a lot of people come out people of all ages children um, elderly a lot of people will come and it's a great event
0: and are there bookings for this as well
1: you need to book uh, them no, online nobody has to book anything just show up you know, awesome. just, uh, it's usually so the time that, that, uh, the event starts does depend on the sunset. We usually try to begin around an hour or so after sunset because then we can have darker skies. And so now that, so I'm excited about losing daylight because we can start earlier and we can, we can start looking at the sky earlier because it's getting darker earlier. Wonderful. It was such a
0: pleasure talking to you, Joanna. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, before I let you go, I just want to know, do you believe in UFOs? That's my last question for you for the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a great question. You know, there's, of course, we don't have any, um, you know, scientific evidence that aliens exist. I, I think, I really hope that they exist. I think it would be really fun. I think I watch too much Star Trek and, and read too much science fiction, but I, I just love the idea. So I hope there really are aliens out there—vulcans and Klingons and that kind of thing. Um, but um, but uh, unfortunately, we don't have any scientific proof right now um, that aliens exist. And um, uh, but I hope I hope in the near future we will.
0: And I hope so too. It was a pleasure talking to you, Dr. Joanna. We have a wonderful day ahead.
1: Thank you. You too.